multifaceted human being and they do a lot of things so we're gonna let them describe what they do for you <laughs> um, but before we share that interview I wanted to highlight um, a couple aspects of it that we thought were really interesting that we want to make sure you cue into so number one um, Andrew J talks a lot in this interview about what it means to be femme in a gay male community and how that term has been employed as um, a sort of denigrating or pejorative term within gay male community, um, immortalized in the no femmes part of gay dating ads since you ran dating ads in newspapers. <laughs> um, but I think that's a really interesting aspect of the history that's come up for us in part of this project of figuring out what these terms mean over time and to different people. So um, I think that's a really key aspect of this conversation that we wanted to highlight is what does it mean to be femme if you are a gay man? Another thing that comes up in this throughout this conversation is a sense of performative identity and being ostentatious with your dress, with your femininity, and the sense of femme as being like a little bit more. <laughs> and I think that Andrew J is the perfect person to talk about this. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we'll let them talk and then we'll come back and reflect. So we're chatting today with Andrew J, who is a multifaceted artiste, makeup, hair, costumes, performance art, you name it. So Andrew J, if you would mind, tell us a little bit about how you identify in relation to the term femme and also your pronouns. Um, so my pronouns are they, them, um, but I'm not too obsessed with it. It's kind of Whatever. As long as it's not disrespectful, I don't really care. <laughs> um, my relation to the word femme, uh, it's an interesting one. I've always been super feminine in, like, the stereotype way of that. Um, and I think that the current usage of the word femme as far as the queer community is really helpful as far as us taking that back. Um, it's always been a negative thing to be feminine. And so I think femme changes that it gives us the power in it um so when you say that you feel femme in terms of the stereotype in the queer community can you tell us a little bit more about what that stereotype looks like or acts like so what is what is the stereotypical femme in the well i so i was when in doing research and just like kind of thinking about doing this conversation I looked up the dictionary definition of femme and it actually says a lesbian who is girly uh -huh. <laughs> wow. was that urban dictionary no it was like the dictionary <laughs> like it specifies that a femme is a lesbian uh -huh. okay. that's interesting um and so i mean i think just being feminine or being femme is that you're girly and then in terms weak or soft or vulnerable um which are all bad qualities apparently mm. <laughs> okay so i'm hearing feminine and femme being used kind of interchangeably there do you use those terms interchangeably i don't usually know okay um i mean i guess 
I feel like feminine is like the outsider's word and femme is the word that we use to like own that. So it's, they are the same thing, but one of them can seem more negative and femme is like our way of making it a positive in my head anyways. (laughs) That's really interesting. I like that take on that a lot because some of the question that we're trying to answer here is what even does this word mean? Femme, right? And where can it be used and who gets to be a femme? So uh, I think then I want to ask who, I want to ask you that question. I'm just going to move to that. So okay. who gets to claim femme as an identity? So our queer folks, straight folks, cis folks, trans folks, trans folks, men, women, non-binary folks, who gets to be femme? I mean, I think anybody, as long as the intent is right, um, in my, to me, it's just for me. Like, I can't say anybody else gets to use this or anybody else doesn't get to use this, because um, it's not really my place to say that. And what would the intent be that would be something that you would say, oh yeah, that's the right intent? For you Again, and just saying that, like, like our usage of the word femme is like a powerful thing Mm. is like using it in that way. Right. Um, If you are owning that and being like just the most badass femme you can be, then like, please use that fucking word. (laughs) But if you're using it as something else, like maybe you shouldn't be using it or I don't want you using it around me anyways. (laughs) So femme for you is about power. And if someone were to say, oh, that person's acting really femmy and they meant it in a negative way, that would be less of a good intent for that yeah. usage for you. Okay. Yeah. Like in the gay male community, like being femme is a bad thing. Um, it's like the whole like hookup stereotype of like not being feminine. Like you're looking for like mask straight acting guys. And so being seen as femme in the gay male community is bad. And so... When used that way, I don't want to hear the word femme. But again, to me, it's more like a badge of, like, just, I use the word faggot a lot Uh because I am one and I get to own that. And so I am femme and I get to own that. And so for people, like I said before, wearing that as like a powerful badge thing, then like, please do. It almost sounds like there's a difference between describing yourself as femme and describing somebody else as femme. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like femme is like one of those words that it's like, you get to call yourself that, but, or like somebody that if I know that you're my femme partner in taking over the world, like (laughs) I can call you femme, but just like, I'll call my friends a faggot. I know that like, that's how they are or any other word that can be used negatively. So that's, yeah, that's totally, it's like, you can call yourself that you can own it or the people that are in your group. Mm-hmm. Similar to the way that queer is a reclaimed word. Yes. And I say that because I'm staring at your necklace right now. So <laughs> Andrew J is wearing a necklace that says queerdo in the like Rocky Horror font. And it is pink and metallic uh, and catching the light right now. So <laughs> you don't get to see it because you're listening to us, but I felt that was important for you to know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like for me queer is like it's the same thing of like somebody saying that you're gay like i'm like no i'm queer (laughs) and there's a difference in that to me can you say more about that again it's just the intent behind it Mm. to me anyways is like 
the, the things that are typically looked down upon, like you turn them upside down and make them your strengths and make them the things that you own, and then, then it becomes queer. So what comes to mind for you when you think of a femme person? And maybe that's because this is a word you use for yourself. Maybe this is how you choose to you know, think of yourself. So um, what does a femme look like or act like? For me, femme, there's not a look of it. Um, I definitely own the like ostentatious part of that word. <laughs> Um, being, it's like makeup and looking larger than life and dressing up and peacocking like that is very much part of my femme identity. Um, and then also the things that, like I stated earlier, like things that were like looked at as negative traits, like being sensitive or being vulnerable or things that are looked at as being weak. Like I definitely own that. Um, I'm super part, I'm super proud of being sensitive and being emotional. (laughs) It's part of my identity. So those things that are looked at as being feminine traits, being a girl trait are the things that I own as part of my femme identity. And it's all the people that I work with and that admire and respect and love that all consider themselves femme all have those same traits and that what to make them better stronger people. Do you think that's the same description that most queer people would give? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you think that's what straight people picture when they hear the word femme or would use the word femme? What do you think they picture? Well, according to the dictionary, they picture (laughs) a a lesbian wearing lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a simple definition. <laughs> well, we can just stop right there. Right. <laughs> Podcast is done. <laughs> We've got it. I think from an outside, like, the outsider image is just being, like, heels and lipstick and being a girl mm. in the sense that you think of as a girl. Mm. But I think if you don't look like that, it doesn't make it necessarily mean you're not a femme. Um as I know lots of people that are not in lipstick and heels all the time, but are fucking badass fans. Are there specific requirements for who can identify as them? One thing that came up for you is intent. Uh, so I just want to ask if there's anything else that you think is part and parcel of claiming that as an identity. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely a queer word. Um, and to me, the queer umbrella is lots of things. It's queer as in homosexual, queer as in trans, queer as in just a weirdo. Um, there's lots of quote unquote straight people I know that are queer. Um, it's not a sexual thing. It's just more of a outsider thing to me. I feel like being femme is a big queer thing. Could a person who's not queer call themselves a femme? I mean, I can't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> but would you disagree with them using that word? Probably. Mm. <laughs> I think that, again, in like my in my description of what a queer is, like, there's not too many people I know that aren't queer. 
that would use the word femme in a positive way. Do you think that more people in your sort of art scene, right, your position as an artist, do you think that is more welcoming of femme identity than perhaps other sectors of the queer community? So you were mentioning, right, in gay male dating that uh, femme is less valorized uh, in some ways, are less desirable, if I was hearing you correctly. Mm-hmm. So do you think that it's more valued in other in certain parts of the queer community over others? Definitely. Um, I always feel like I live in a little bubble, like here, <laughs> where I live with the people that I know, because we're all so similar and open to whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> it, you get really coddled by like living in that that you're not used to anything outside of that so that's all I know (laughs) um so yeah I definitely think it's more accepting in that world but I also don't know anything different do you have a femme icon that you look to um I mean my femme icon slash my life icon is my grandma um she was like a housewife but she worked her whole life she did like manual labor like worked in gardens and cleaned houses and was not what you think of as a feminine person but definitely had her femme parts um I remember being really little and watching her put her makeup on and she didn't wear a lot of makeup but she always had like okay it's the weekend we're going out to town so it's time to put on some lipstick and I paint her nails for her it's part of your armor in even though she was working hard and poor and struggled, she still had these things that she did that made her feel better about herself and made her feel stronger. And that's kind of informed everything I've done. Can you tell us what your femme armor is? Everything. (laughs) 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 Um, I mean, I definitely use the way that I look to stand out as a way to celebrate who I am, but also as a way to like shield myself from everything else. I do it for me first and foremost, but then I like that a part of that means that I get to block other people out. Like if you don't get what I'm doing, then you probably shouldn't know me. (laughs) So if you're scared of the way I look, don't just don't talk to me at all. And so my femme armor is, like I said earlier, being definitely being a peacock. Um, And in the way that, like, my grandma did the things that she had, I'm doing that as well, but just doing it a lot bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And part of that is probably where you're situated in the world that allows you to peacock more than your grandmother could. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Resources and time and space and all of that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit because you are fabulous and I would love our listeners to hear you describe what it is you are wearing to this interview so they can <laughs> understand what you mean by peacocking. <laughs> I told them about the queerdo necklace, but they don't know what else is going on here. There's more listeners. Um, well, I'm wearing a white mesh t-shirt. Um, this pre-stated pink queerdo necklace. Um, rhinestone cross necklace that a friend made for me 
uh, a pink furry cardigan <laughs> with leopard spots on it and a couple pins that one's Mariah Carey because she's my non-real person idol <laughs> and a pin that says butthole because a friend of mine who was a butthole gave it to me <laughs> and another pin that says punk bitch um I think that the word punk is one of my favorite things um and it's most people think of the music scene or the fashion scene that Vivian Westwood started but I think punk is just doing anything that's different and being your own person um I have a grown out mohawk that is various shades of green and blue it's very peacocky <laughs> um I have a single earring that has Frida Kahlo on it who's another femme icon <laughs> and yeah I have some four inch black ankle boots on that's my outfit <laughs> <laughs> it's great so your punk bitch pin actually brings up something that I think is in concert with your description of how femme works. So do you feel that femme is sort of a punk attitude? You describe punk as like doing what you want. It definitely is. Um, going back to being seen as femme as being a negative thing or a weak thing, the people that I know that are femme that are owning it are badasses they're running their own shit they're fucking punk they're doing what they want regardless of society or whoever telling them that they shouldn't be when i was thinking about this interview it's like really stupid because i hate her but there's a line in a madonna song called what it feels like for a girl and she talks about like wearing dresses and doing all these things that are seen as weak and like how people think it's bad to be a girl but that's fucking dumb because girls are the people doing all the fucking shit that's running things. Like Beyonce said. <laughs> uh-huh, who run the world. Um, I think my love of the femme identity and just that concept is because I'm surrounded by amazing femme people um, and amazing women, and that's all I know. So that's, I guess maybe for me it's a little... Like, that's why I embrace it so much is because all the women that I know are running things so well that I just feel okay being part of that. That's nice. I love, (laughs) (laughs) love too, the connection between femme and punk as these words that have negative connotations to some and some negative uses, right? Because... I just saw a play last night that was a Dashiell Hammett thing. So punk, right, is a pejorative in the 30s. It mm-hmm. means that you're a street kid who's good for nothing. And then as an art movement or a style movement or punk music in the 70s, it's like, well, yeah, I'm a street kid, but so what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the equation you're making there between femme as this thing that has been a stigmatized identity that you're like, fuck you. So what? <laughs> girls around the world yeah <laughs> that's lovely yeah thank you thank you yeah thank you so much for joining us thanks and... for having me so one of the things that i particularly love about this conversation is that andrew J actually refers to themselves sometimes as a femme daddy and we didn't get to talk about it that much in this interview no. but we followed up a little bit um and 
I love it as a term because it pairs with this hashtag that Andrew J likes to use on Instagram, which is hashtag be your own daddy. And I love that because that speaks to this kind of femme armor and like femme punk thing that Andrew Jay's talking about, right? Like it is about taking care of yourself, right? And putting yourself first. You don't need a daddy to take care of you when you're your own daddy. And I love that. Absolutely. I also feel like it allows this uh, persona to emerge that is like all kinds of signifiers all rolled into one super sexy package and this femme daddy idea is just like really exciting and yeah it's like another one of those really performative identities that uh tells you a whole lot of information right up front so much about what andrew j has to say is about using the kind of tools and signifiers of punk and being very in your face with how you wish to be. And I mean, you got to hear about their outfits. So I think you have a little bit better (laughs) idea now, given what they chose to wear to our illustrious podcast studio, i.e. a mug on Mariah's table. (laughs) Um, But that kind of armor seems to be so important to a lot of our interview subjects. Absolutely. Um, I think another thing that we should probably talk about and maybe give the option for our listeners to discuss with us is the direct statement, quote, queer as in straight, queer as in trans, queer as in just a weirdo, which is really interesting. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's an interesting thing because the word, I mean, the word queer has such an interesting context. It was a reclaimed word itself that was used as an insult towards uh, non-normative people of all different types, and then kind of narrowed in on gay folks in particular, Um, and then has been reclaimed and used as this kind of umbrella term, but still generally has the connotation of a sexual identity. When you talk about your sexual orientation, one answer to that might be queer. But to think of it as more of just an outsider or somebody who does things differently, that bucks the norms of society in a particular way, is a really interesting idea. Um, I think also you've heard us say in maybe a couple of podcasts already, and definitely will go forward, that we don't know a whole lot of straight people. And that's part of it. We know a lot of weirdos. We know so many weirdos. And some of them are mostly heterosexual weirdos, but they're weirdos first. And I think that's what's interesting to me is like, that's what's important. That's what makes them queer. We have a real weirdos first policy over here. (laughs) Um, But no, you're right, right? Like, The idea um, of queering in a more theoretical sense, right, is not just about sexual practices, but so often um, we get locked in a little thought box where it's really easy to just say, oh, but queer is about what you do in the bedroom. But so much of the discussion that we've been having about, well, what does it mean to present as femme and, you know, it's constitutive opposite in butchness or these other categories like femme dude or femme daddy, that's so much more about ways of being in the world. And like being a weirdo is most certainly a way of being in the world that seems to do the work of um, disidentifying, as Jose Munoz would call it, right, to do this thing where you're not 
so much a part of the mainstream culture, but maybe working within it to do something that's constructive or messing up those structures of society that would otherwise cast you out. So um, in that vein, we want to know about how you're a weirdo. So um, our action item for you this week is to tell us what you do in the world that's queer, that's not explicitly about your sexual practices or who you're dating or necessarily how you identify as a category. But how are you queer as in just a weirdo? What are you queering this week and how? So you can tell us about that using the hashtag FemsInAction and tweet it at us. I'm at Stevie Costa. And I'm at TrickSwitch and we would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Our theme music is Arcade Montage by Lee Rosevere, which you can find on freemusicarchive.org. Thank you.